The book of John, chapter 16, and verse 21. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon, everybody say as soon, as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. I want to preach a little bit tonight. If you don't know what that is, that's teaching and preaching. I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about this. It is time for the push. It's time for the push. Put your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord and ask God to help you. In the name of Jesus. God, help us tonight. Touch our minds, our hearts, our spirit. Help us to know, God, you're desiring to do great and mighty things in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It's so very good to have our friends, the Hampshires, here tonight from Indianapolis. I was, uh, I was preaching in Yukon, Oklahoma last weekend and uh, stepped to the pulpit on Friday night and looked up and Brother and Sister Hampshire were sitting right there in front of me. Can you believe folks would drive all the way to Oklahoma to hear me preach? That's not really why they came, but I, it was sure good to see them. And uh, it's always good to have fellow Hoosiers when you're somewhere preaching away. Amen. Thank you all. Love y'all. Time for the push. For some time now, I've been hearing a sound in my spirit. There's a sound that's being heard in the heavenlies. And it is reverberating across the entire globe. It's a sound that seems to be emanating from the very foundations of the earth. The earth itself, the Bible said, would be crying out. And the earth itself seems to be crying out with guttural sounds that cannot be put into words. I hesitate tonight, but I want to tell you that it's a wailing in the spirit like a woman in travail. The whole of creation travailing and moaning like a woman on the verge of giving birth. I worked in the hospital at a time in my life and I've never, never walked on or near the delivery floor when there were babies about to be born and ever, ever, ever heard it be quiet or silent. I want to Somehow get into your spirit tonight and tell you that there is something that's happening in the world. I don't know if I shared this with this church or not. I may have. But I, I want you to know that God spoke something to my spirit and said it's a time of awakening and a time of judgment. It's a time of awakening to those that are willing to respond to the moving of the Spirit of God that's moving through the land and through the world. And if you don't awaken and respond, 
You're going to be judged and miss out on the move of God that God's about to pour out upon the earth. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible mentions a trouble which has come upon mankind in the last days as a woman in travail. I started to say a while ago, I hesitate to mention this, but it vexed my spirit. I believe that we live in the greatest country in the world. But I'm telling you that our country is in trouble. I heard this week, and it's happening in every major city, but I heard this week that in San Francisco, California, in the United States of America, that the stench of dead bodies in the street is so bad that you can barely walk up and down the streets. People dying homeless from drug overdoses and so many of them at a time that the coroner's office can't get to them all and they lay in the streets for days until somebody can get to them. Now I know that sounds graphic, but I want you to know that we need a move of God like the world has never seen. And I want you to understand that the only way that's, that the world is ever going to get to God is through a church that understands she must press through until she births a revival like the world needs today. When we hear the word travail, some of us think of working or toiling all day in the fields. It's uh, it's kind of a, kind of a thought of as an extreme physical and mental exertion, hardship, perhaps a struggle. As a matter of fact, Merriam-Webster Dictionary states the word travail means work that is full of pain and hard labor. Now. Given that context, some individuals serving time in prisons or internment camps around the world, including here in the U.S., could be considered as being in travail. But please excuse me if I do not wholeheartedly ascribe to that particular assertion. For the majority of us, The word travail automatically conjures images of pregnancy, agony, childbirth, hours upon hours of excruciating pain, and rightfully so. The World Health Organization has declared that maternal mortality rates are drastically increasing worldwide here in the US women are more likely to die from complications of pregnancy and childbirth than any other high income nation in the world much of those deaths are attributed to a severe ongoing shortage of skilled maternal health providers, especially midwives. We'll take a little closer look at that in a moment as I move through this message. I know this is a little sober for a Wednesday night, 
But I want you to know tonight that as the church, we have no time to waste. We have not one service to relax. I've never given birth to a child. In fact, that's not possible. Let me say it again. That's not possible. Don't let anybody tell you that it's possible. God had this all planned out. He created a man and a woman. He put them in a perfect place. And they messed that up, but he didn't quit blessing them. And one of the things that God said was that the woman would bring forth children. He never mentioned the man. Man, do we live in a twisted world. And so, I can't really speak to everything that happens there, but I can tell you what some of the words and descriptions that God put in His Word for us to take from the physical and apply to the spiritual. I am a firm believer in the fact that everything that happens in the natural, there's a spiritual parallel to it. And so as we look, we talk about travail, that intense pain necessary, watch this, to open up and introduce something new as in childbirth. God is calling the church of the living God to understand that we're about to move into a time in our relationship with God and the future of this church that God is going to require of us to travail in the Spirit until something new is opened up and produces something great. I knew this wasn't going to be easy. Several years ago, I I remember, I remember when travail was in this church. Intercession was in this church. There would be folks that would launch out into the realm of the Spirit and they, Brother Snow, were literally crying out from the very innermost being. We had a little crew of folks come through at one time that that abused that and and uh, and it became for them it became a show to them and uh, they did it to attract attention to themselves and so as often happens in a church when something is taken to that extreme then the church goes to the other extreme and so what used to produce the move of God that was genuine, that was true, and would produce miracle signs and wonders, and would produce newborn babies crying, Abba, Father, because somebody got intimidated, because somebody got caught up in the flesh and quit being led by the Spirit. We just quit it all together. Oh, God. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. I've been here. And I just want you to know that I feel like God is trying some way to stir up this church to get back to travail and intercession until we hear the cry of newborn babies crying, Abba, Father. 
the Hebrew word for travail is tilaw, meaning hardship or distress. So then in layman's terms, we understand that the most accurate definition of travail is to experience intense, extreme pain and suffering in the pangs of childbirth, or in other words, to be in labor. Now, I'm going to be straight up with you here. I'm your bishop. I'm not your pastor. I'm your bishop. I've been a part of this assembly for many, many years. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. But I'm going to tell you something. Tell you something about this church. God has impregnated this church with promise. I'd like to see the hands of anybody here tonight. I want to see your hand. It's either come to pass or it's been prophesied and hasn't come to pass yet. You tonight have a prophetic utterance and promise in your life. It's either happened or it's going to happen. Would you raise your hand? Come on, raise your hand. Look at this. Look at this. Thank you. Now watch this. I, I, I know this is a little odd for Wednesday night, but I felt this a few days ago. I, I had something dropped in my spirit, and it has eaten at me until I just couldn't do anything else but what I'm doing tonight. And I want you to understand that God has something intentional in mind for this church. Any woman, any woman who has ever given birth can testify that it's one of the most intense pains that you will ever experience in your life. Not only... Is it a painful process? Some labor can literally last up to 18 hours or more. But most women you talk to will tell you they do it again for the joy of seeing and holding their child in their arms. Tonight, on this Wednesday night, This message is a Macedonian call. I'm calling for the mothers in Zion to rise up in power and authority and begin to lead the charge against the kingdom of hell. I'm calling for men of God Men of God with promise and potential. Mighty men of valor that have the ability to tear down strongholds, to knock down walls. I'm calling you tonight to tell you it is time for the push. It is time for us to begin to go down on our knees and seek the face of God for the souls of the lost and dying generation. I believe right now we are at a pivotal time in the plan of God. At this very moment, the sound is resonating all 
across the world. As I hear the sound, I'm reminded when I was a kid coming up in the church, I used to hear of churches that had what they called tarrying services. Anybody ever heard of that? This is the way it went. The candidates would be given teachings and instruction on the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them how to seek the face of God. Teaching them how to wait on God until they received a breakthrough in the Spirit. Teaching them how to pray until they were able to break down their barriers and touch God. And at a certain point in each one of those tearing services, the candidates would be led into prayer. The prayer warriors would stay with them. We can't hardly make it through a 15-minute altar call anymore. They would stay with them, praying for them, interceding for them in the Spirit. They would be travailing, crying out in the Spirit, crying out like a woman in labor, crying out to God on behalf of those individuals that needed to be birthed in the Spirit. We cannot afford to get so distracted in this generation that we lose sight of why we're doing what we're doing. We are here to be the birthing room for lost humanity. We are here, our role here, I'm going to talk about it a little more in a minute, but we are here to be here until the baby is born. You can't get in the middle of the process and bail out. When a woman goes into labor with a child, she can't look over at the doc and say, Hey doc, you know what? I'm done with this tonight. I think I'll just put this off for another day. No, it doesn't happen like that. In fact, there's a medical term. It's called transition. And that word transition means when a woman gets to the place of transition, it's the point of no return. There's not no stopping what's about to happen. I don't know what the time frame will be from that point but in just a little while, you're going to hear the cry of a newborn baby because a mama said, I'm not going to quit in the middle of the process. I wish we could get that spirit in the church to say, we're right in the middle of the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God that the church has ever seen, and we can't quit now. sound of prayer would fill the room you could hear them interceding tearing before you even got to the door those of us today in the kingdom we've got to understand we're part of that we need to be part of that process Say, say what you want to say about how unnecessary it was and how it doesn't take all that. You say what you want to say. Now, let me make something perfectly clear here. I don't think you can teach folks how to get the Holy Ghost. 
but you can pray them through to the Holy Ghost. Sister Kate shared a little something. Is it okay if I share what you shared with me a while ago? Their little guy is just doing good. He's gained back his, back his weight. He's above his birth weight now and getting stronger every day. But said that he's had a couple little incidents, but they've never had to help him one time. Said sometimes those little guys, they, they just forget to breathe every now and then. And pretty soon their little mind, little brain says, you know what? You need to take a breath. Amen. And I want you to know that God has put something in every human being. Brother Jordan Fry, there is a place in the heart of every human being that nothing else can fill. I don't care how wicked they are. I don't care how far away from God they seem. There is a place created in the heart of every human being that the only thing that can and will fill it is the power of the Holy Ghost and the presence of God. Come on. But they're like that little guy. They're like that little baby. They sometimes don't know how to do what they need to do. But when we push in the Spirit, come on, when we pray in the Spirit, something begins to happen and that innate sense that's built into every human being begins to kick in and they begin to pray and they begin to lift their hands and they begin to worship God and then they begin to press through and they'll begin to speak in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gives the utterance but somebody's got to push I've been in a few meetings like that and those folks would push until the power of God came down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something right here. There ought never, ought never be a sinner that comes to the altar by themselves or leaves the altar by themselves. Now, it's very obvious in those meetings, not everybody could lay their hands on the person or people that were praying. So they found them a prayer corner somewhere. They found them a place where they could intercede and travail. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, I'm talking to the young and to the old. Young people, I'm telling you, if there ever was a time that you need to know God needs you to get in a place of prayer so that your young, that young men and young women that come into this church, uh, you can birth them through the power of travailing intercessory prayer. I know this is not fun preaching on Wednesday night. You ought to be on this end. When those people prayed, it brought about real change. Lives would be changed. Souls would be delivered. Those that were bound would be set free. The sick would be healed. When those people prayed, the power of God would move mightily in their midst. Whenever in this church, through the years, whenever there's a need in the church or a need in the country or a need around the world, my pastor would call for prayer and fasting. I've called this church to prayer 
many times, many days of prayer and fasting. Why is that, Bishop? Because nothing else, nothing else. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, These things come out only through prayer and fasting. You want to know what prayer and fasting is? It's entering into that place of pain. It's entering into that place of travail. It's entering into that place of intercession. And when we do that, God's going to break some things that otherwise won't be broken. And something new is going to be birthed. Let me hurry. It's time for you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for you. It's time for you to hear the sound and take up your place in Zion. It's time for you to begin to tap into the Spirit. And remember that we have the power to access heaven and affect real change in the earth. There's a cause and there's a need. We need to repent for our nation. Forgive us, God. We need to stand in the gap and intercede for the people of our country. We need to cry out, God. Send revival. There is a scourge among us. And the only thing that's going to fix it is for the church to break through in uninterrupted revival. We need you to assume the birthing position. It's time for those of you that have been impregnated by the Spirit of God for this season to get down on your hands and knees and begin prevailing in the Spirit. Not only do we need the elders, the mothers of the church. We need spiritual midwives to hear the sound. Spiritual midwives to take up their place in the body of Christ. Listen, church. The sound of travailing always signifies that something is taking place in the heavenlies. It lets you know that heaven is mobilizing. And it's time for the church to begin to mobilize in response. The sound of travail lets you know that birthing is about to take place. It lets you know that new life is about to come forth. And it's time to assume the birthing position and get ready to push. There are ministries in this building tonight that need to be birthed. Businesses that need to be brought forth. New ideas that need to be realized for the advancement of the kingdom. 
I sat last night, and I got to tell you that I got a little envy and jealousy. I sat last night. Last night was North American Missions Night at that conference, and I sat last night and listened to them tell about literally, literally, at least 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 different churches in different areas, home missionaries that Baptist churches just came to them and said, listen, we're getting ready to close the door. Here's the deed to the property. Come on. I I want you to get excited because I'm telling you that this isn't all that God has for this church. This isn't all that God has for this city. God is trying to move us into a new place, but we've got to birth that new place. There's a pandemic that's still taking the lives of hundreds of thousands of individuals across the world on a daily basis. People are dying of starvation all across the world. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. The early church was devoted to teaching and fellowship, ministry. As they walked to be pleasing to God, they found themselves in what felt as though was a desperate situation. I'm going to share something with you that I heard last night. We know that the day of Pentecost took place in Jerusalem. But the Lord had given instruction to the apostles. But their version of revival, one setting 3,000, another setting 5,000 were saved, but it was all in Jerusalem. God is calling this church. I was talking to Pastor last night a little bit, but and, and I'll let him share with you, but I'm telling you, God is calling this church. God is calling us to spread our wings to fly. God is calling this church to have a preaching point in the next town and the next town and the next town. Come on, you're not going to help me, I know, because... But I I, I want you to realize something. God is trying to birth something new at First Pentecostal Church in Anderson, Indiana. But somebody, somebody has got to get to the place that you understand. We can't wait any longer. It's time for the push. Right now in our present world, we are literally experiencing what Matthew and Mark spoke about concerning the things that are come upon the earth in the end times. Nation rising against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. Wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes and famines in diverse places. And John says, John says, The woman is in travail because her hour is come. In other words, it's time for her to give birth. God is calling for true worshipers, praying warriors. Spiritual midwives to begin to intercede and stand in the gap on behalf of the church and on behalf of our nation. 
Let me take a moment to break this down. I'll get you out of here soon enough. You see, midwifery is a medical specialty. You can't just make anybody a midwife. It's a specialized field. You have to be trained and educated in that field. You've got to have a degree which says that you've completed the required courses and have earned the required credits to practice as a midwife. In other words, you have to have the proper qualifications that authorizes you to perform the functions of a midwife. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. A spiritual midwife must be properly vetted. She must be qualified and set forth by leadership. She must be one who knows how to be subjected to authority. So she'll move orderly and appropriately accordingly to the leading of the Holy Ghost. It's what the Lord was talking about when He said, Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You can finish that out. I won't take time there tonight. But I want you to realize your job as a Holy Ghost powered saint of God is to facilitate and ensure a viable birth. To make sure that there are no stillbirths, no spiritual abortions. She is there to ensure a live delivery, a healthy manifestation. Of the promise. Her job is to help bring the vision to fruition. She is necessary to help bring life. I, I want to get to everybody on every row and every seat right now. I want you to understand something. You are here. You are here not to take up space in a church building. You are here to ensure that every lost soul that walks through that door, you are here to ensure that they live and not die. We're here. To be with them through the process until we know that they live. We cannot let them limp out of here half-born. Listen to me. Listen to this right here. This is very important. We've been praying. We've been promised. We've been preaching. We've been teaching for a long time now. That the day was going to come. That this church would experience explosive revival. I had you raise your hand tonight. If you have been impregnated with promise or the prophetic through the years it may have been 10 years ago it may have been 10 minutes ago I don't know but I want you to listen to me right here right now 
I am declaring to this church, to every one of you that raised your hands and to every one of you that have the potential to be pregnated with promise, I want you to understand something right now. The time of incubation is done. The labor pains are a sign. Some of the trial that you've been going through, some of the tests that you've been going through, some of the pain that you've been feeling, it's labor pains. But get ready. Get ready. When the labor pains start, the birth canal starts dilatation. And when it reaches maximum dilatation, then the head of the promise begins to make its way into reality. Whew, I feel something in the Holy Ghost right here. A healthy manifestation of the promise. I want you to realize something tonight. It's time for us to rise up and take our place in Zion. To take back our authority over the plan of the enemy. To take back our families. We need to begin warring in the spirit and take back our nation from the demonic forces of hell that are running rampant across the land. Knowing that we are the head and not the tail. Come on somebody. We're the lenders and not the borrowers. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The Bible tells us that to everything there is a time and there is a season. I believe in my spirit that this is the time when we will begin to see the manifestation of the power of God in our midst like never before. Miracles, signs, wonders are getting ready to take place among us once again. Revival is coming to your home. Revival is coming to your church. Revival is coming to your city. Revival is coming to our country. Oh, I wish somebody would help me right here. Revival is coming to the world. It is the time of latter rain. God is calling for spiritual midwives to tap into the spirit and begin to minister to those that are carrying the next level manifestation. Now I want you to stand if you raised your hand a while ago. If you raised your hand when I asked you the question about promise and prophetic. Now I want every one of you to listen to me right now.
God is getting ready to do in you what he told you he would. Come on. Right now, it's time to push like we've never pushed before because God is going to use you as you push. He's going to use you to break forth the manifestation that is already alive in you. It's just waiting to come forth. Come on, somebody praise him with me right now. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Give me a few more minutes. You can be seated. I hear the Lord saying, Enough of dead things in my house. It's time for new life to spring forth again. And a reason why there's going to be a wailing in your spirit is because I have a remnant that have been impregnated with divine vision and purpose for the next season. And because of that, the enemy has opened up the floodgates and pulled out all the stops to try to derail what's in store. But I have prepared a remnant that refuses to let anything stop them. They're feeling the urgency and they understand that it is time. Somebody shout, push. God has a remnant that can't be satisfied with the same old thing. Somebody answer that. God has a remnant that can't be satisfied with the same old thing. They've caught a glimpse of the glory which is to come and their birthing pains have begun. Somebody shout push! Some of you have been expecting for a long time. And now your time of expectation has brought you to your manifestation season. You're in your season of breakthrough. It's revival time. Not just individually, but corporately. It's time for the global church to catch the vision and begin to storm heaven for global deliverance. Somebody shout push. It's time for all who are expecting to get in the birthing position. Well, you know, preacher, somebody prophesied to that, that to me years ago. It never has come to pass. I prayed about it a little bit, but it never has happened. Watch me right here. I'm about to show you something. 
It's time for us to get in the birthing position. There are two birthing positions. There are more, but there's a couple here that I'm going to share with you. Birthing position. Birthing position. Oh, God. Let it come forth, God, like you promised it would. God, we can't stop now. We got to have a move of your spirit. My son is depending on it. My daughter is depending on it. My children need revival. My city needs revival. My home needs revival. Oh, God. Oh, It's time. If you're expecting, you need to get in the birthing position. It's time. Medically speaking, it's time. Spiritually speaking, it's time to get in the birthing position. Somebody shout push. I'm closing. Stand with me. God is about to manifest himself and allow you to see him like you've never seen him before. The word manifestation means to show, to put on display, or to demonstrate. It simply means God is getting ready to magnify himself in your life. He's getting ready to enlarge you. To blow you up. To bring you to prominence. He's getting ready to bring you out to your true potential. It means in doing what he's about to do, everything about you is getting ready to change. He's about to unveil you. He's about to make you visible. He's about to take you out of obscurity into a position of prominence. Tell somebody, push. He's about to unveil your business. He's about to unveil your ministry. He's bringing you out of the shadows. Into the forefront for the advancement of the kingdom. Push. Some of you, your baby's overdue. Because up until this very moment, the timing hasn't been right. But touch somebody right now and tell them, this is your birthing season. You're getting ready to deliver. <laughs> I said you're getting ready to deliver. Yeah. Ah, 
to begin to feel something on the inside of you that's saying, I can't stay in here anymore. I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to get out. And if you'll push, it's on the way. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Lord Jesus. God, I know we can't speed it up or slow it down within ourselves. But I know we can't stop it either. God, you're about to birth some things in this church. God, you're about to break through in some areas in this church like she's never seen before. Come on, church. Come on. The pain is just temporary. I said the pain is just temporary. Fear is just temporary. Discomfort is just temporary. Come on. The writer said weeping may endure for the night. But joy cometh in the morning. I wish somebody thank him because you're about to deliver. 